What is up, BAMF? I, that's my new slogan, BAMF, Badass Mortgage Family. That's what we are here at the Daily Hello Life. One big happy family. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Josh Pitts, and welcome to the Daily Hello Life. And here it is. Guys, we're figuring this out. I love it. Here's Mr. Michael Fisher right now. Getting this down to a science. Loving it. And we're going to go ahead and add Michael here right now. Bringing him on, of course, our special guest this morning, Mr. Michael Fisher. And uh, very excited to be talking to him. There he is, Mr. Michael Fisher. What's up, man? How are you today? I'm doing incredible. How about yourself? Oh, I love the background. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we try to make it look like it's... It's poor <laughs> it's <format>, right? <laughs> Dude, that is so cool. And we're going to be talking about the military mortgage boot camp here in a second, but we'll get to that here. But how are you this morning, my friend? It's Wednesday. We're halfway through the week, and uh, like always, we're just crushing it, right? I'm good, man. I mean, we did this community event in downtown Detroit yesterday, and we were, like, cutting lawns and trimming branches and moving trash and tires all day. Wow. So I can hardly... And I'm not brag. I'm just... I'm more complaining anything else i mean my, my body like i'm 45 it hurts you're like oh yeah this is brutal this is uh you gotta love that right well it was kind of funny at one point we were we were you know moving tires and trim branches and somebody walks up to the back of their yard i looked over the fence and said hey guys i sure hope the judge is giving you credit for all this like, <laughs> you're like am i wearing an orange jumpsuit is somebody am i not seeing something that she's seeing that's that is awesome so I've got a uh, – so Detroit. I didn't know you were from Detroit. Is that where you live? Uh, Metro Detroit, west side. It's, you know, it's it's fairly safe. We don't lock our doors all the time. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Detroit is where we're from, absolutely. That's, that's what I didn't – so I'm actually from Michigan. I was born in Michigan. I was born in Royal Oaks is where I was born. Cool. Yeah, so. that's – our office was there. I was just there yesterday dropping off LOs. And, uh, nice. To, to go to all the restaurants and bars and, and what have you. So That's way cool. So here, here's a crazy story about, so my, my sister, uh, she was born in Detroit. I mean, downtown, I, don't, I know a part, but actually on the way to the hospital, my parents love this story, but on the way to the hospital, their back window got shot out as my mom was in labor going to the hospital. So crazy, crazy story. I know it, Detroit's changed a lot, but uh, that's, that's my fun story. That might claim to fame there in Michigan. I'd, anyway, yeah, but that's <laughs> yeah right right so let's uh i'm excited to get into this i'm excited to have you on the show uh, and be talking about military mortgage boot camp getting into that a little bit and I, let's start with that i mean you've been in the industry for a long time for for those who don't know you and kind of your background give everybody i mean a quick two minutes on on who michael fisher is your background in the industry and kind of how you've transitioned and, and are helping loan officers with military mortgage boot camp sure so I'm just a regular LO. I'm just, just a dude out there trying to help make the world better, like a lot of us. Um, I went through the, the drill at different places, banks. I actually started at Quicken Loans over 15 years ago. Wow. Uh, did thing, did uh, Facebook correspondent lending, called on all the realtors, worked for GMAC a long time, did some time at Wells, um, did time, you know. Anyways, got to the point where it was pretty much correspondent lending. Um, and I got to the point where I was working under branches, and, and I, I eventually – started networking with folks who wanted to try doing different things. And one of, one of them was my partner, Jay, military mortgage bootcamp, uh, United States Marine, and somebody who's just very passionate about veterans getting their offers accepted in the marketplace. Um, we always like to say Jay had a fantastic bait. He had this great presentation, a presence on stage, and a lot of facts about the VA home loan that would 
essentially helped loan officers talk to realtors into accepting the offers, but he didn't really have a nationwide network. And I had a passion for connecting with loan officers on Facebook. I mean, some people call me Facebook fish, but I wasn't really using that to, to do anything more than socialize and learn a little bit more from them. Um, and to this day, I still do a lot of that. But, uh, but what we decided to do was use our, our Facebook platform and use some of the connection skills to, to build out more of a loan officer training community, just a place where folks could go to learn more about VA loans and to have some leadership, a uh, place to go when they got stuck, they need to overturn an underwriter, or just somewhere to go if they couldn't figure out how to, how to talk an agent or a veteran into moving forward with something. So I'd evolved over the last years into some of these little bits, more structure with training programs and occasional events and things like that, but it's still been more of a grassroots movement uh, for loan officers, by loan officers, uh, and ultimately the goal is to use the power of, of the community to teach and do way more as a group than we could as an individual. You know, sure. Jane, I can make videos all day about how to be better uh, veteran advocates and how to, how to help vets, but if we train a few hundred loan officers how to do it, and they in turn train a few thousand realtors, and, you know, hopefully we can affect millions of veterans or at least a quarter million veterans or you know, I, I sometimes do the numbers, but at the end of the day, it's all about helping veterans. Absolutely. And, and even if you're helping just one person or two people, you're changing the lives of, again, it's, it's by the small and simple things that the great things come to pass. I'm all about that saying. And I think you guys are doing that. And it's really cool to hear. I mean, having that, I think the, the veterans, we hear a lot, a lot about loan officers who are wanting to specialize in VA loans, who are wanting to get into it. So if they do want to get into it, if that's something they do want to niche in or really kind of focus on, is that something they should turn to you guys and say, hey, you know what, I'm a veteran myself, or hey, I really want to help the veterans community. Is that, is that something that you guys help them transition into? Absolutely, yeah. And you know, we, what we do sometimes, we have to break down some walls and some thought processes before we can get folks back to where they need to be to really advocate for the veteran. And, you know, the first of those is a lot of folks come to us and they say, well, you know, I want to target veterans. And I'm like, target? Man, if you start targeting veterans, you know, they're going to shoot back at you. Target them. <laughs> How about we, we just change your mindset a little bit? I want to attract veterans. You know, they get a message out there that's veteran. Um, and, you know, oh, I want to get on base or, oh, I want to do all these things. All that stuff is great. But in a lot of things in life, you got to kind of go back to basics. You know, you got to go back to blocking and tackling or, if you will. And what we do most at Military Mortgage Bootcamp is we take the LO and say, look, you know, we want to do all the marketing. We want to have all the applications coming in totally. But let's, let's take you back to basics and make sure that every time you take an application, you're rocking out of the park. You're asking for referrals. You're building a network of veteran-friendly businesses to the point where you've rocked with that veteran so much that you, you've got momentum going now, you know. So if you do that first and you know how to do that part of it, all the other marketing efforts on top of that, they're gravy, they're bonus, and they just, they just keep your momentum going. What we find is a lot of loan officers run in first and they just want to market and they want to buy VA leads. And, and next thing they know, they're messing up a deal and their, their momentum completely stops. Hmm. So, you know, so Jay and I, we're old school LOs. We want them to know the guidelines. They don't have to do everything themselves. They can have a team. They can, they can hire folks all around them to do the work. But we really want them to know what is most important in the transaction so that they can talk, they can communicate, they can make sure the process is going smoothly and people are truly knocking it out of the park. Does that make sense? Oh, it absolutely makes sense. And that's so cool. And you've mentioned this and it gets mentioned so frequently on our show is it's going back to the basics. So many LOs are looking for the latest, the greatest, the, the shortcuts within the industry, but there's, there's not a lot of shortcuts. It's really just going back to the basics and doing the things that we know 
but it's just doing them. It's actually putting them into practice on a daily basis and actually making it happen. So it's great to reiterate. It's great to, and I, I like what you said about this is we want to target veterans, which again, if you target a veteran, you're going to get shot back probably, but um, that's the wrong mentality. A lot of people think, or a lot of loan officers in particular, like, well, I love VA loans. They're easy. You know, you can, they're, they're typically an easier loan to do and they have the wrong mindset going into doing them. And it sounds like you guys are creating just the opposite of, Hey, these are veterans. These are people who have served our country. They have died. They have protected. They have given their, their, basically their life to protect our freedoms. So it is a different mindset. And I think Jay and you are doing it so incredibly when it comes to the military mortgage boot camp. So I love that you talk about that. And kind of transitioning, something that we had kind of, that I shared with you is what we love to share on the show is the why, the what, and then a challenge a little bit later. So why, again, you've been in the mortgage industry for a long time. Why the transition to mortgage or, or why do you do what you do? Well, it's interesting that you said that because as I was taking notes today from some of the things that you sent me, I, that was one of the things I wrote down. I was like, well, I, I definitely want to talk more about that as opposed to, you know, how, how do I dominate and how do I, I attack and, and all the kind of things that we talk about a lot as LOs. And that's not, it's important to have that winning mindset. I'm not, I'm not going to knock that. But I think a lot of um, as we're building our business, we sometimes forget that the building blocks should be strong foundation based on, okay, so number one, why am I doing it? How am I advancing my own knowledge, building my career? How am I attracting the right partners? How am I surrounding myself with good people? How am I leading my team? You know, am I truly positioning myself as an authority or am I doing the opposite? You know, just coming across as a super competitive alpha all the time, which that's okay. You're going to find some other super competitive alphas, but you might find that your team isn't, isn't around you. You might find that you're not leading and you're coaching and you're hiring. That's something I struggle with a lot in my career is figuring out how to lead, uh, teach and train. So when I started partnering with Jay and hanging out with a lot of loan officers, I realized, Hey, I got, I got to fix some of my weaknesses. So, so number one, how do I be a better branch manager? Number two, how do I get more opportunities for everybody? So like, I like to start my day with just asking myself simple questions. Like I wrote this down before the call, but I, Simple stuff. Am I, am I likable today? Are people going to like me? Am I giving? Am I giving back to my real estate agent partners? Am I giving back to my clients? Am I making the world a better place? I mean, am I actually helping these people do the right things and make the right decisions? So before I go into all the minutia detail of all that happens, I got to get my mind in the right place so that the actions I take throughout the day push me to the, the results that actually make me happy and fulfill me. And that ultimately to me matters a lot more because I think, I think we all are, are out there trying to find the, this, this secret or secret sauce or this trick, like you said. And a lot of times the answer is right in front of us. We've got what we need to succeed right there on our plate on a daily basis. And there's people all over the country that are doing way more than we are doing with the same tools, the same market, the same opportunities, the same pricing, the same comp plans, the same business models. Um, you know, that, that we are. So, so looking at the neighbor's grass, switching lanes, all that kind of stuff, sometimes is just such a distraction from what really truly matters. And what really truly matters is us becoming better ourselves. And once we become better, yeah, we might make some decisions. We might become a broker. We might go work for a bank that has all 50 states. All that kind of stuff is the stuff that I, that's all I ever see the loan officers talking about. Is, is like, well, should I work here? Should I work there? Should I buy the leads? Should I do that? Okay, that's great. But did you take care of yourself first? D do you know why you do what you do? 
So for me, I want to give back. I want to give back to my family. I want to have a legacy. I want to give back to the veteran community if I can by influencing as many loan officers as I can to do a better job with them because I, I think they, you know, they just want to be treated equal. They don't necessarily want us to put them on a pedestal or, or, or some folks say hero worship. They just want to be treated equal. And, you know, a lot of folks in this market treat them like they're subprime borrowers. So let's get past that. Let's start having dialogue that, that shows everybody they are equal. Let's learn the veteran demographics. Let's learn the facts. What's the average veter uh, veteran's credit score? How much do they have in reserves? How many veterans in your state? How quickly do they close? Uh, how quick are the appraisal turn times? Uh, what are the minimum property requirements? Do those property requirements actually truly stop a transaction most of the time? And if so, how can you work around that? Can you ESCO for repair? Can you override the appraisals? See, all this kind of stuff that I kind of went into, I know I'm rolling quick on it. But I'm rolling quick on it because I've gone back to basics and learned it like the back of my hand so that when it comes up and an agent asks me a question, they know I'm the go-to guy. They know I know how to solve the problem or I know who to go to to solve the problem. And I built a community of agents locally that are comfortable calling me even if I'm not doing the deal. Hmm. That's the point in which you become an authority and you become refer uh, referable. And I'm not giving myself credit because there's loan officers all over the country that have done a way better job than I have. But, you know, you get to the point where you're, you're recognized and you're known, not from your persistence and staying in front of them and dropping off bagels and donuts, but from your reputation of always giving back, doing the right thing, teaching, training, partnering, and, and truly wanting to give back to the agent in the LO community. So that's, to me, it, it's about my why is how can I give back to those around me and help them build their business and help my family build it? If I can do that, I don't care what I have to do on a daily basis. I don't care if I have to pull a hundred credit reports. I don't care if I got to clean sinks. I don't care if I got to solve loan problems. The, the actions do not matter. What matters are the results and the people I'm impacting. Does that make sense? Oh man, that makes so much sense. And that's so incredible. And your why and your what almost tie right into each other. Uh, and we'll talk about your what here in a second, but it's so refreshing to hear that. And, you know, I was, I was listening to a, a podcast by Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you follow Gary at all, but he talks just about that. Is, is it doesn't matter what industry we're in. It doesn't matter if we're in real estate, mortgage, sales, but it's understanding the, the product. It's understanding what we do. And you, you as, a, as, a, as a veteran leader, as a veteran expert, you understand it. You have become that, that trusted voice, the, the, the guy that people turn to, even if you're not doing the deal. You have realtors calling you up and saying, hey, Michael, tell me, like, is this correct? Like, I have this other LO telling me this. Is this true? You are that voice. You are the one that everybody turns to that you build that reputation for. So very, very cool. So along with that, is that, I mean, is that your what as well? I was talking about your what a little bit. It sounds like you made some notes. So what is it that you're doing differently that, that has set you apart? And again, I know we kind of already touched on that, but go into that. So that's, that's where, you know, I, some of the stuff I just mentioned, I, some people were tuning in, some people were tuning out. Some people might have been like, oh, man, I've heard this, this stuff before. People get all fired up, but then they don't have any actionable steps. So you got to get past the basics, like I said. But once you get past the basics and you know why you're doing what you're doing, you still got to play at a high level. And that high level means you're going to have to learn things. What are the things that – and I also run a program called LO Leads Academy. I don't know if we'll try mm -hmm. to get into that. One of the things we always talk about in that program is, you know, how much work does the LO actually have to do to learn some of the Facebook ads and tech and, and figure out how to, you know, stay in front of people more on social media and get more leads. 
And we always end up hearing back from these LOs that it's too much work to learn. Well, we sat down a few weeks ago and we broke it all down and we came up with about 40 hours. And, you know, my, my thing to all the folks in that program was like, look, guys, you guys all paid $50,000, like most of your college educated, and you sat in classes for 20, 30, 40, 50 hours for like years and you paid all this money. And we're giving you a roadmap that requires you to dedicate maybe two to four hours a week for like 10 weeks to, to almost mastering something that is going to actually double, triple, quadruple your income if you do it right. <laughs> so, so don't be afraid of the work. That's, that's my what. The work always changes. That's going to consistently change, especially with the technology in this business and the way we contact clients. But learning how to do the work and learning how to do new things will never change. So, you know, what we did three years ago on lead generation and, and connecting with veterans online is different than what we're doing today. For sure, but 100%. I know that the best people in this space constantly have their eyes open. They're constantly looking for new ideas and they're constantly testing and trying things and they're not afraid to implement. So, so, you know, the simple answer is, is not like, Oh, go pay this guy, go pay that guy, go take this one course. The simple answer is keep your eyes open to what other people are doing and don't be afraid to test and try things. And when they appear to be working, then start to go to a high level, but, but you, you gotta be ready to do that. The sure. second part, um, I, and I say a lot of military mortgage bootcamp is if you're going to be an authority, you have to act like an authority. Okay. So what do authority figures do? They practice videos. Like you and I are talking today on camera. If you and I talked three years ago, I wouldn't have had the same confidence. I would have stuttered a lot more than I do. I wouldn't even have had a background. The sound would have been terrible. And even as it is right now, it's not perfect. And I get that. But like, even before this call, I was chatting like, I'm trying to make it as good as I can. Totally. Because I to influence people and if they're not tuning in because of some minor glitch then i'm not making a difference so if i'm an lo and i'm trying to influence my client what does my presentation look like how how am i coming across to them do i connect with my audience right how am i connecting with my agents do i have opportunities to teach them are there upcoming classes can i teach them for ce credit um do i have a video series that will teach them do i have them in a facebook group where i'm constantly teaching and training them or am I just waiting for stuff to come at me, helter-skelter, and then just solving the problems as they pop up? So I encourage the people in, in pretty much any of the programs that I run in my branch to think this stuff out in advance. Make digital assets. Put your videos out there. You know, Put your videos on, on pre-app. Put them on a YouTube channel. Solve all the problems that your borrowers have before they even come up so that when they do come up, you've already got them solved. you got a video. It's either on your website or it's on a YouTube channel or it's on a Facebook page that basically answers their question. So I'm sitting at the ball game, a borrower texts me and says, hey, I was gonna ask you about this one particular Michigan program. Hey, my team and I just talked about it a few days ago. Sorry, sorry, folks. Uh, oh. Watch this quick and then let's talk. Let's set up an appointment to talk. So that kind of thinking is just an adaptation to the way the world works now. And those are things that we need to do as LOs. Those are the what's, you know, totally. I need video more. I need to have something that's, that's more interactive with people that don't want to talk to me. People don't want to talk to us right now. It's so hard to get people on the phone. So how are we going to connect with them? Are we going to, you know, just physically say I'm better than the rocket and here's why, or are we <laughs> going to show them that better than the rocket? You can show people you're better than the rocket 
by having, you know, videos and systems and things that really are flashy. And, and next thing you know, you get them on the phone. But if you don't do all that stuff, you're going to be like just the other elves are sitting there complaining about how much the rocket stinks. And then they're going to keep increasing their market share based on the way people communicate, based on the perception of something being easy versus complicated. Yeah. Make sense? I, oh, it totally makes sense. And I absolutely agree with you. And I think that's something that's so critical. And so I, I think too many loan officers, they don't practice. They don't practice what they preach. They're not just doing it. Like you said, they're, maybe they'll write something, but it's doing videos, doing the things that your borrowers can see, that you're actually active, that you're actually there in the trenches. You understand. Like you said, if, if a borrower asks you a question, hey, by the way, I, already, I just did a video on that. You're the leading expert. I think that's the biggest thing is becoming that expert that people can turn to. So I love that. Great what? Again, guys, this is, this is what it's all about. Michael's sharing the stuff that you need in your business. And before we get into the challenge, I want to do this because Tori's on the call. Um, I want to, and you might have seen this question. I want to state this question. She had an awesome question. That's something that we like to do is answer questions live for loan officers. So she asked this. She says, going into the fourth quarter, a lot of times loan officers, they, they typically, it's the holiday season. Oh, it's slower. You know, it's people are, they're celebrating the holidays and typically most loan officers think it's a little bit slower. What, what can loan officers do to make the fourth quarter as strong as, a, let's say, a second quarter? What do loan officers need to be doing right now? Well, number one, the mindset. The number of transactions that close in the fourth quarter, perhaps it's down, perhaps it's up. I don't really care because I know that the total number of transactions that close in my marketplace, even if I'm working somewhat locally, is, is multiple thousands. And I know that you know, me and my team are going to close you know, a few dozen of those transactions. So what percentage of the marketplace do we really have? 0.001 or something crazy like that? I mean, again, my public math is terrible. Sure. But I, all I need to do is increase my, you know, my capture of the market from 0.001 to 0.002. It's like I'm barely moving the needle. So there's plenty of transactions out there. That concept in your head that there's not transactions out there is, is what kills most people's production because they stop doing the things that they were doing earlier in the year and they allow themselves to fall into bad habits. And, you know, I found some people have their best months in the last quarter because they continue doing the things they were doing before. The, again, the agent events, the agent calls, and, and, you know, we can sit here and talk all day about different marketing activities. Everybody's got their own plan as to how they're going to market and sell. And my plan might not be the same as your plan, but either way, I'm doing something on a daily basis. I'm marketing, I'm prospecting, I'm lead generating, and that's what's important is, is continuing to do this, those same activities that you have done that you know are successful. The fourth quarter is a good time to perhaps build systems, but it is not a good time, and this is really important, it's not a good time to stop doing Don't stop doing it in the fourth quarter. Very simple. Like, well, I always call 30 realtors on Monday. That's part of some of those routine. But I don't do it during the holidays. Why? Why don't you do it during the holidays? You're afraid of interrupting people or, or, okay, so maybe you need to have a different spin on it. That's okay. Mix it up a little. But don't stop doing it. You know, totally well, agree. I always classes right before the buying season. Okay. Well, they don't work as well in the fall. Why don't they work as well in the fall? Is it because of the, the date that you're picking or is it because you're not advertising them in advance? A lot of times I find it's, it's, you did something different. In the spring, you were all good to go over the winter. You were marketing the hell out of your presentations. You were inviting people left and right. 
building, building, building. Next thing you know, you had a room of 60 people in it, whether it was realtors or buyers. You get to the fall, you're beat up as hell from the summer. You throw out one flyer, you make two phone calls, and you say that that seminar or that event didn't work. That's not true. I got folks right now doing military mortgage boot camp classes this month and next month that are booking 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 spots. Wow. It's possible to fill the room. It's possible to have great months. It's, I mean, I just looked at one of our production reports. One of our LOs just closed 20-some units. She had her best month of the year. Last Incredible. Month. Right. So, you know, again, what is the right answer? The right answer is, is, is it's mindset. Keep doing the things that you know work. And if you do find a little downtime and if you do find you're, you're slow, okay, cool. Start testing some of the new things that you, you have, have vetted with your peers or done some research on or you want to implement in your business. Like I'm working with my partner, TJ Barker, and somebody else we brought on, Austin Benton, for our Leeds Academy product. We're testing some new things right now, but I'm not stopping all the other stuff I'm doing. I got a certain amount of time allocated a week to kind of trying new things. So we're trying some different ads. We're, we're doing a little bit more with video than we did before um, and less with the long copy and the image. But that's, you know, that's, that's a whole nother topic. But sure. the point is, we didn't say, let's shift up our business. Let's stop working the referral base. Let's stop sending letters to our past clients. Let's stop doing socials and hangouts. Um, and, and, you know, let's put all of our energy into this other basket and let's do all these trainings. Let's fly out of the country getting drunk. Um, right. You know, nothing wrong with that. I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but seriously, I, I'm, I'm just saying that I see a lot of times LOs, it's, it's very simple. It's they get in their own way because they quit doing the things that made them successful. I totally agree with that. And that's an incredible answer. So Tori, I know you're on your live, so hopefully that helps. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's a mindset thing. We think that the holiday season, we think these months, the fourth quarter, oh, it is slower. We don't put as much effort into it, whether it's us, whether it's the belief we have that's out there that's slowing us down. Mindset, I think that's probably one of the absolute key elements of having a really strong fourth quarter. So with that, I, we, we're going long. I'm sorry, Michael, we've taken more of your time, but I'm excited for your challenge because this is how we love to end the call. So what is your challenge for loan officers out there, the daily yellow life? What is your challenge for loan officers today? Okay, my challenge for the loan officers today is what specific action are you taking to give back to your real estate agent partners? I know what mine is, but what, what are you doing? What is your value proposition that specifically gives back to them and not takes? Hmm. You know, what are you, what are you doing? What, how, how are you giving back to them and helping their business? That is so, I love that challenge. Write it down. Actually, physically write it down. Say, hey, what am I doing for them? What is my value? What am I giving to these people that I'm, so, I'm trying to win over their business? What are you actually, what is your value proposition? I love that. Such a great challenge. Again, that's, that's exactly what this is all about. So Michael, I cannot thank you enough for being, we didn't even get into LO Leads. We're gonna have to have you on again and have you talk about more about LO Leads one of these mornings because there's so much more that you guys are doing to help loan officers. So and again, it's a whole nother conversation. And that's what we love, sharing with loan officers just like yourself who are in the trenches, who are making it happen. And I cannot thank you enough for taking a few minutes with us this morning, sharing your wisdom, sharing your knowledge, and helping us as loan officers grow our business. So I, thank you so much, Michael. We appreciate it. Bringing the, the Got, oh, yeah. Guys, we love you. We appreciate you. We, we thank you for joining us this morning on, the, on another episode of The Daily LO Life. Please let us know what we can do to help you within your business and grow and achieve the success and the results you're wanting. We love you. Have a good day, guys. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it.